Welcome to this special series from Brilliant Basics and Infosys Knowledge Institute, where we're going to talk about personalization, productivity, and employee experience, and the role of technology in making those relevant for end customers and users. I'm happy to be joined by CTO at Brilliant Basics, Matt Muller. Welcome, Matt. Thanks, Nant. Matt, thanks for joining. Before we kick off, uh, the listeners would love to know a little bit about you, uh, your role at Brilliant Basics. I have been with BB for around about four years. I've been kind of working in digital technology for, I think, 19 years now. And I look after all the um, development and technology and uh, IT needs for Brilliant Basics. So it's a great place to work. Welcome, Matt. Uh, before we dive into the podcast that talks about personalization, productivity, employee experience, and the role of technology, in past podcasts, what we have talked about is how the future work is evolving, how employee needs are changing, how the consumerization of technology that we're used to outside the organization is basically coming into the organization and creating more opportunities as well as challenges for organizations. Just to kind of get the conversation going, Matt, um, I would love to get your views on how the consumerization of technology is changing the organization's behavior or organizations themselves. I think the, you know, the line is blurred between an employee's expectations of basically how they're being treated um, by brands, for example, kind of in the outside world, how companies and organizations and brands are talking to them on digital channels, uh, what kinds of devices they use on a day-to-day basis to help them with their lives to, for communication, for scheduling their day, etc. And they're expecting that same experience when they come into work and that's a key deciding factor i think in terms of if they're looking for a new role or you know interviewing for a job they'll be asking a lot of questions around how that company can support them what kinds of tools um, do they make available um, so that they can feel kind of more comfortable and empowered to to do their jobs more effectively and when you talk to the clients do you feel that the landscape of technologies they have currently are able to support some of the consumerization of technology that we're seeing outside the organization. That's point number one. The point number two is, do you see some of the technologies that we're used to outside, for example, Amazon, Google, Facebook, the relevance of those technologies within the organization? Clearly, there is a opportunity for organizations to become more nimble and agile just like a startup would there's a landscape of technology that is more legacy than new technologies there's emergence of cloud and many others technology that organizations should be embracing and we are right at the infancy of that kind of process right now so it must be really exciting for you as a technologist to try something really new with a completely new set of audience it's some very interesting conversations that we're having with with clients as well and it's really great to watch them get excited you know when we talk about the possibilities and 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 what we can do um there's always going to be a balance in a a big organization you know kind of around security for example which is kind of a key factor in adopting new tools and sort of opening up the um, experience landscape but there is still a lot that we can do internally kind of in the organization to drive employee engagement which is effectively kind of the key metric these days businesses are basically measuring their employee experience with amazing so it's a very exciting time for technology and let's say human resources hr functions to collide together and work together as well 
Uh, it depends a lot, I think, on this on the size of the company as well. Like where you have a larger enterprise, you might find much larger tools for you know catering to different aspects of the employee's professional life. There is potentially a gap. I mean, I think with smaller companies, um, you find them being more agile. You find you know companies that have been startups once, kind of that are developing into fully fledged companies, having a culture that's built on cloud. For example, I mean, you were just mentioning, you know, the kind of Googles and Facebook or whoever else leading uh, cloud technology vendors. Um, you'll find them um, being more agile to onboard new kind of tools and capabilities in the business. Yeah, I think as there's a mix there, right? And not everyone has kind of got balance right on that. Um, I think it's a very interesting space at the moment. It's relatively immature, actually. It's definitely something that uh, kind of I'm quite excited to be to be working with uh, at, at Brilliant Basics. Do you want to just kind of give us some points of views on what security actually means in con- in the context of employee experience? I mean, usually the employee experience, a, a large portion of it is around is around communications. Um, and obviously, those uh, communications are confidential to the organization. Um, and we need to think, ultimately, kind of behind everything, there's data. GDPR, for example. So there's personal data that we need to think about. Um, there's going to be company data or recordings of conversations, etc., that need to be hosted somewhere. So there's a lot of considerations, security-wise, an organization will need to review any kind of new tools or initiatives before they find their way kind of onto the onto the desks or mobile phones or whatever it is uh, of the employees. So Matt, let's uh, kind of dive into the next level of detail. Why do you think personalization is important for employees? And also, if you can just take it a step further and talk about what technologies someone in our listener kind of community will use can use to drive personalization in the organization sure so as we kind of uh, spoke briefly upon earlier um, employees you know want their employers to understand them as well as they understand their customers and there's always that cliched example given of the of the barrister knowing the customers preferred coffee name you know or their their, their waiter kind of uh, at the restaurant knowing where their favorite table is what's their favorite bottle of wine um, what's their diet preference personalization is is something that everyone likes right because it creates a really frictionless experience and you feel valued it feels like you know somebody knows you and knows you well it just needs to have the right balance between not being too creepy <laughs> and helping <laughs> helping somebody feel valued as well. Of course, it's it's about convenience. I think as well plays a large part of it. Today, HR, you know, they have access to to more data than than ever before. You know, for example, how long have somebody been with a company? Uh, what is their role? Um, do they have any significant life events to be aware of? For example. Are they, are they due to become a parent? So all of that data can actually be used for the good of the employee, can give them timely access to relevant content and really provide kind of a low friction experience when they're trying to get their work done, but at the same time, you know, looking for kind of key information um, regarding their, their work life. On the technology side of things, the same AI and data analytics that's used to drive personalization in marketing. 
can be used uh, in the employee experience. So, for example, where you're making recommendations kind of based on something that you previously looked at or someone who had a similar profile to you was interested in, etc. You can do the same thing with the employee um, based on the kind of information that they're looking for. And AI can also be used kind of behind the scenes to you know, read content effectively and tag and organize that content so that the content can be used at the right place in the right time more, more effectively um, than sort of just providing a standard uh, uninformed view. Interesting. So let's talk about that a little bit. Do you have a view on who is actually leading the path in this space or what they should be thinking about? I, th- I think, you know, you'd be looking towards um, same technologies that you would use in marketing. It could be something as, as simple as like, you know, taking a platform like Salesforce, for example, where they, they truly understand the customer because the customer data is always kind of at, at the heart of that platform. And all of the kind of actions and interactions and communications all go around um, that data and are personalized based on on that that customer. Or you could use that, you know, for the employee as well, for example. So you could think about building an experience using that platform and then using some of that HR data to personalize their experience on top of that platform. That's just one uh, platform example I mean, there's many others that um, you could use for personalization in that context. Interesting. Let's keep talking about data and employee data that our organizations sit on. In your view, from a people analytics perspective, how do you think we can learn more from interactions and behaviors and signals? Now, this is you know, doesn't need to be a big brother style, you know, looking at every aspect, but every time they interact with the organization, be it digitally, physically, or emotionally, you know, there must be ways to make their lives simply better through technology being, you know, a, a, a use, a, a leverage uh, for organizations. Employees can have the, the best productivity software, but if they're stuck in meetings all day and they can't manage their time effectively, then that kind of becomes useless. I mean, this is where people analytics can play a, a really useful role. To help, you know, to help employees manage their their own productivity, you know, for example, uh, Microsoft has a My Analytics platform that can gently nudge employees when their calendars are filling up, and can urge employees to block time to uh, focus on key tasks. People Analytics can also highlight where there are worrying trends, such as frequent late nights or weekend work. Uh, that could lead to an employee burnout. You know, a manager could get a view on that and decide whether to intervene and help that that employee. There's also workplace analytics as well, which is quite useful for tracking like movements uh, in the office and can do path analysis to look at how do you optimize best optimize the furniture in the office, for example, or is there a meeting room that's underutilized that can uh, be used for a different purpose. So that's also very interesting. And you can use IoT, uh, and actually that technology can even be embedded in the office lighting. That is interesting because the last podcast uh, was all about connected spaces, and we talk a lot about how technology can enable us to be a bit more aware of what we're using, what we're not using, but also it does good for the environment as well. So I'm glad that there are technologies from your perspective that we're talking about which makes not just goodness of the organizations, 
but also it creeps us uh, on our toes in terms of adding more value to the environment as well. Yes, very important. Thanks for mentioning that, Matt. And just kind of keeping the track on productivity. Productivity means many things to many people, right? Some people are driven by number of hours people work. Some people are driven by the outcome and outputs people create. In various industries, it's slightly different. In terms of focusing on employee experience, Matt, I'm really interested in to know more about the role of technology in enabling employees to be productive, not just for the organization, but also for themselves and their career growth within the organization. So one example that gets me really excited is I'm a project manager in an organization. I want to be a product manager. Can technology tell me the difference between what does it take to be a project manager and what does it take to be a product manager? Gives me the comparison and the delta, and then I'm on the path of learning within the organization that allows me to become a product manager. So can you just talk about the role of technology that allows employees to be more productive? So what you just mentioned there, I think, you know, kind of um, has an aspect around uh, learning and development. So if you're looking, you know, to have a career path where you want to grow from or move from a project manager to sort of a product owner role, you know, kind of one of the first things that you could do there is you could go and look at your company's learning and development platform to see do they have any courses on being a product owner? What does that entail? So they, what they can also do is, you know, they can talk to their manager. They can try and get some advice. Or if they've got somebody in the company who's a learning and development specialist, they'll be able to guide them and tell them what courses they can take. It may not be covered like in the in the sort of internal learning and development platform. It could be outside with, uh, with a, an independent uh, training company, for example. So there's many different ways that they could look at what's the right path to get onto. And what's key, I think, from a tech perspective is to ensure that those systems are all integrated. When you're running your learning and development, your courses, etc., it's it's key for your manager to be able to see that you have an interest in that. And if they've got their performance management tool, for example, they could perhaps see your learning goals and your progress coming through to that. So that's really key for them to think about how can they best support you in your career and give you the right information um, that you need in order to be successful. That is interesting because, you know, the key word there is integrated view. So any organization will have a line manager, the employee and the HR manager or HR support. And what is interesting, the point that you're mentioning is technology kind of connects them all three together in ensuring that that employee uh, learning path is the right one and also empowered by the organization. And what in turn that does for organization is to become more productive and valuable by integrating L&D into the productivity thinking. Exactly. Um, that I mean, that's really powerful. A lot of the time you'll find, you know, in big organizations that have, um, you know, these kind of independent systems, they're, they're not connected. Um, and thinking about that strategy so that in the same way of, of marketing, you have a sort of single view or 360 view of the customer. You want to get that 360 view of your employee, right? Once again, you're listening to the Brilliant Basics special series of the Knowledge Institute podcast, where we talk about future work and digital disruption. Today, I'm joined by Matt Muller, CTO at Brilliant Basics. Matt, let's talk about collaboration, which is one of the big topics in any organization. You know, people join a job, an organization, but they're also joining a community and community of their colleagues, community of partners, community of managers and so on and so forth. 
So collaboration has to be one of the most important points within the organization. How do you think collaboration is changing in the organization at the moment? So the scenario could be that you could have colleagues or partners sitting in a meeting room or in a couple of meeting rooms and you could be in the back of a taxi kind of on the way to the airport. You could be having a meeting and you could be having a video conference, you could be be able to see everyone in the room. There could be a shared whiteboard, you know, and all this can be delivered through your mobile phone as well. So it's really impressive how technology makes this possible um, and how fast networks and things like 5G is really going to kind of make a beautiful experience, I think, when it comes to collaboration in terms of having almost zero network latency in the meetings. That is really interesting. And we are seeing this ourselves at Brilliant Basics. You know, we have invested a lot in Zoom technology, which not just allows you know, collaboration across multiple projects in multiple countries, but also it's enabling us to amplify our digital display messaging in terms of our core values. So we're seeing a major emergence of not just collaboration, but also how collaboration could look beautiful for employees, regardless of they're in a taxi, joining a conference call, to they're in a room where they're collaborating on a whiteboard together. Would you agree with this? So today, I think, you know, work work in itself is, is so demanding. Um, and businesses, like you mentioned, you know, need to be able to connect and collaborate from anywhere in the world. Yes, yeah, I think um, it's, you know, kind of, it's a changing world, right? Everyone is adapting. And, you know, we spoke about personalization earlier as well. Um, you know, and if somebody, for example, is becoming becoming a parent, what's going to be really important for them is to have some flexibility to be able to work remotely from home. So this is kind of where these kinds of tools um, you know, and capabilities are really going to play a crucial part in, in that experience uh, for that person. That is really interesting. And it goes down right to the wellness of employees. And I can just see it that within the integrated view, it seems that both uh, digital and physical certainly come together. But a byproduct of doing that well is also keeps the employee wellness and employee well-being in mind, uh, either they're at work or they're on paternity or maternity leave uh, outside the work. Now, none of these things will be successful, Matt, without microservices, micro-applications, and what happens behind the scene, right? So, you know, what I'm really interested to know is what can organizations do from a digital perspective to help simplify and prioritize the day-to-day activities of employees and what I mean by that is from, you know, the point they enter the organization all the way to they leave the organization, right? And they continue that journey at home, for example. So I would love to hear your thoughts, and I'm sure listeners will love to hear the thoughts on, you know, uh, technology's role in uh, making it much more simplified and prioritized for, uh, for employees. Sure. So I think, you know, you want to allow the employee to kind of focus on, on one thing if they can at a time. And asking them to to hop effectively kind of across multiple systems can be a real pain point for them, um, especially when they have to, to go through verbose and cumbersome processes. How can we how can we improve that? So that's something that we've actually done for a couple of our customers, um, where we look at creating almost a single pane of glass, if you like, where they can see you know kind of all of their essential information 
essential functionality um, and actions, etc., through a, a micro-application strategy. And so kind of what that means is that we will pick a platform um, that's going to basically host all of the kind of key functions from all of the other different source systems, and then we'll use APIs and micro-applications to to surface an abstracted view um, of all of that uh, information and functionality so that they they can action everything sort of in one place. And, you know, do you have any examples of technologies which are making this happen? Are there any specific startups who are focusing on it? Or is this still the, you know, you see the Salesforce and Microsofts of this world kind of resolving this, uh, this challenge? So it's kind of, it's interesting that you mention um, sort of the Salesforce uh, and and Microsofts of this world. I mean, I, I guess it kind of depends uh, a bit on on kind of how large your your organization is uh, and what kind of scale you're talking about and and how many different systems you you have behind the scenes. Like in the enterprise, you know, what's key to think about from a tech perspective is perhaps leveraging uh, what's called an enterprise service bus, which is kind of like an API uh, mediating technology that will allow you to connect to all those different systems and standardize the API. So you can call that API from many different channels, um, one of them being your sort of employee uh, dashboard, if you like. But there are smaller players in the market as well. Um, There's companies like Capriza or Powwow Mobile or Sopo they're also offering very interesting you know, capabilities in terms of being able to abstract data from different systems uh, and provide that uh, a single experience for, um, for the employee. So if I can summarize that for our listeners, you're saying that clearly there are technologies available out there to enhance the employee experience through microservices and portal technologies. It's about stitching them together and choosing the right technology for the right reason, right use case, to make it better for employees. So Matt, let's talk about uh, one of the hotly debated topic out there, which is about AI and automation and its impact uh, in terms of future work. I've uh, researched a few stats just to kind of kickstart this. Uh, so the stat actually came from a Salesforce uh, executive, and he talks about the future work is humans and machines working side by side. And he gives some examples, right? For example, in Amazon uh, 2012, there were 88,000 people working. There were zero robots. In 2013, there were 117,000 people working and 1,000 robots. And then in 2019, there are 750,000 people and 200,000 robots. What we are seeing is the interesting between humans and machines working side by side. Now, a question to you as a technologist is with AI and machine learning being priority for so many executives out there, do you see this as a risk for employees' jobs? And given I've just shared a stat from one of the largest companies in the world, I would love to hear your point of view, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear your point of view on this topic. Sure. I mean, I think any employee who hears that their job uh, is you know, potentially going to be automated is going to have concerns about that. I think we need to look at you know, the advancement of technology and how, you know, AI and machine learning can be used to to automate basically the kind of the mundane, repetitive tasks that are they're valuable to the company, but I'm sure that there's more valuable things that that employee can be contributing uh, to the company. And so, you know, being able to automate 
those tasks would effectively free that that uh, that employee up or those employees up, and they'll have more potential to add kind of more value to the company. Um, I mean, if you take a look at <clears throat> at robotic process automation, it's a very um, it's a very interesting space. You know, employees can basically take some ownership and and be empowered to automate their own jobs. So there are various players in that space. Um, there's like UiPath or Blue Prism or Automation Anywhere, um, and UiPath is is actually very cool technology. They have a concept that every every employee gets their own their own robot, right, and their own studio, and they can basically design uh, their own workflows so their robot can kind of work with them on a day to day basis. Can they can you know be empowered to automate. Um, parts of their job and they can start kind of working on more important things so i think it's a very very powerful concept to bring kind of into into companies um, and into the organization uh, to really kind of improve employee experience that is quite amazing actually that uipath does that um, and what that shows is how future work can be evolved where the machine is actually working side by side of humans to automate mundane boring tasks which kind of gives more time to employees and in turn they grow themselves within an organization in adding value so switching gear matt as we talked about the third pillar of employee experience which is all about employee wellness the well-being and we have debated this in the previous po- previous podcast as well I am unclear about the role of technology that plays in this space and I'm really keen to understand with your technology experience and what you're seeing with the clients in terms of how technology can play a role with regards to human well-being employee well-being how can the organizations be more supportive in terms of employees health and wellness do you have a point of view on this particular topic it's it's really ultimately kind of up to the employee you know we spoke about kind of people kind of wanting to bring some of the conveniences that they have outside of work into work for example perhaps it's about the organization supporting those people and giving them the the space and the time that they need to kind of you know ensure that their health is in good shape and that bodies are in good shape as well and offering them kind of the the technology to support them in doing that right so there could be kind of uh, online platforms that they could partner with um, that would help them kind of track their health i mean obviously the data kind of independent to that em- to that employee um, they could perhaps um, do a deal and kind of offer them um a discounted rate on a Fitbit or a Garmin health tracker or something like that that just gives them motivation and and starts them getting kind of more embedded in the sort of well-being culture of the company so if the company has well-being part of its culture it might help turn the life around of of some employees who perhaps feel a little bit lost and need to break out of their sort of day-to-day routines and start trying to to uh, do something new that is uh, amazing and i can say that from my own perspective matt as a ceo of brilliant basics what i've seen is with healthy body comes healthy mind and with healthy mind comes higher value for employees and the organization and what we're doing here is we have a dedicated uh, wellness center in the company where we are promoting things like uh, yoga pilates uh, we also have partnership with companies like perkbox where we actually giving more offers and gym vouchers and many other kind of offers that allows employees to 
gain more from the workplace rather than just coming to work you know we can't leave this conversation without talking about voice of the employee and i've always believed that if you change the question from technology centric to employee centric the answers will be very different and from your perspective why is it so important for organizations to gather constant feedback and opinion from the employees and how can they do this and the reason i'm asking you this question is as the consumerization of technology is invading organization organizations will have to be as agile and as iterative as a google or an amazon so it's important to kind of gather feedback and gather opinions so that we constantly use technology to make employees lives better sure so employees are are really kind of the the company's value right if you treat your employees well and if they feel empowered and excited to come to work they're going to deliver more value uh, for your company right and it's it's really important that that they can see that their voices are being heard and that the ideas that they are putting forwards are being listened to and contribute to the positivity and success the of of the organization so you know technology can play a very important role especially when you're trying to listen to all of your employees at scale you want to make sure that you know those ideas don't don't get lost kind of in conversation or or in the ether so some of the um technology vendors in the in the voice of the employee space are waggle or medalia or confirmit or culture amp and it's it's really quite quite powerful because you know you can analyze um the feedback and the trends um from your employees kind of using these tools they can also give that feedback anonymously as well so if they don't feel if they feel you know under pressure and they don't want to talk to somebody they can use that digital channel to pass that feedback on to the leadership in the company matt thank you for your time and it was a great discussion but before we let you go we have a tradition in our podcast to talk about what book you're reading right now our listeners might be interested in knowing about it sure so um i'm not actually reading a book i'm listening to a book uh being a techie i get i can work and listen to the book at the same time uh which is quite cool so i am listening to a book called the unicorn project and the author is jean kim i think it is and it's a great development story I'm I'm not going to going to go into the details of it. I'm I'm about 1/3 of the way through. It's about a developer and she's working in a huge enterprise and she's just been kind of thrown to the wolves as well. So she's kind of, you know, in this really big complicated project and she's trying to figure out how to turn it around. So it's it's a great story. Uh, I can definitely recommend, you know, kind of listening to that or reading. Matter our listeners will be delighted to find you online. How can they go about it? So you can find me on uh on linkedin um so it's it's linkedin like forward slash uh, matthew with two t's and muller so matthew muller m u w l e r as one word thank you matt matt we have come to the end of our podcast thanks for your time you can find details on our show notes at emphasis.com forward slash i k i in our podcast section. Everyone, you're listening to the Brilliant Basics edition of the Emphasis Knowledge Institute podcast where we talked about 
personalization, productivity, and employee experience is part of our wider series on future work and digital disruption. Thank you to our producer, Yulia Debari, and the entire Knowledge Institute and Brilliant Basics team. And until next time, keep learning, keep sharing.